You're listening to a Sunday morning sermon by Authentic Church. Well, good morning and uh, welcome. It's really good to see you all here this morning. It's lovely for me to be able to look out on some actual faces because there have been times when I've done this and there has been no one except my husband. So thank you for being (laughs) with me today. So today is one of our multi-gen services. I'm just going to move this out of the way a little bit. Hold on. So there may be some interaction for you to do. Not much. I remember I told you last time I wouldn't ask you to do anything that I'm not prepared to do myself. But let's start with a story. As a boy, Robert Louis Stevenson, who was the author of Treasure Island, was intrigued by the work of a lamplighter who was going about with a ladder and a torch, lighting the streetlights for the night. One evening, as the young Robert looked and watched with fascination, his parents heard him say, look, look, there is a man out there punching holes in the darkness. With this one statement of childish wonder, Robert (coughs) summed up the life of Jesus, whose primary purpose was to punch holes in the spiritual darkness of this world, because he came to be the light of the world. Today we are exploring Jesus's second I am statement. Last multi-gen that I did, we did I am the bread of life. Today we are looking at I am the light of the world. And we read the scripture where this comes from in John's Gospel, chapter 8, verse 12. It says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And again, a little further on in the Bible, at John chapter 9, verse 5, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So what does the Bible say about light? Well, this is where you need to help me out. So I've got some scriptures here, which I'm going to pass out. I've got nine. Um, I'd like you to look them up in your Bible, which I know you've all brought with you today, hopefully electronically. I have some spare Bibles here at the front if you need to come fetch one. So, can I hand some of these out? Okay, I'm going to bring the mic round, because otherwise people won't hear. If you can just tell us what your reading is off the slip of paper and then read it out. They're all very short, so don't be afraid. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Thank you. Well, I've got 2 Corinthians 4, 6 which says, if I can now get back to my Bible, it says, 2 Corinthians verse 6, For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Thank you. I've got um, Romans 13 verse 12. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armour of light. Psalm 119.130 The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Thank you. 
That's right, isn't it? Uh, no one lights a lamp and puts it under a bowl. Instead, he puts it on the lampstand, where it gives light for everyone in the house. And what was the passage? Uh, what's this? Oh, uh, five to sixteen. Is that right? Matthew five sixteen. Thank you. This is Psalm 97, verse 11. Light is shed upon the righteous and joy on the upright in heart. Ephesians 5, verse 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Samuel 22, 29. You, Lord, are my lamp. Your Lord turns my darkness into light. Thank you, everyone. So that's just a handful of verses about light from the Bible. There are hundreds of verses about light in the Bible. Here are all the ones you read out, just in case you didn't hear any of them. Um, But one of the most well-known verses about light, I deliberately didn't include there, but it comes right at the start of the Bible, right in the very first few verses. And it is in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. So the very first thing that God created way back at the beginning of everything was light. And he saw that it was good. So light is clearly important to God because that was the first thing he did. And then he separated light from darkness. So within the first four verses of our Bible, we already have this sense that light is good, it brings life, and it's separate from darkness. So today we're going to think about three different aspects of light. That light gives life, that it gives clarity, that it gives safety and security. Let's start with the first one, light gives life. So, as a key stage one teacher, I have often taught the science topic, what do plants need to grow. And I love that one because you get to bring in plants and I love plants. So what we discover when we teach, when I've taught that topic, is that light is one of the five essential things to healthy, strong growth in plants. Plants can grow without light, but they don't grow very well. They grow and they are very unhealthy and they are weak. Here's a little video that shows this. Dark on the right, light on... No, the other way around. (laughs) I'm facing that way. Yeah. 
So you can see that the plants on the left-hand side, which are the ones grown in the dark, grow up really quickly, don't they? They grow up a lot faster than the plants on the right-hand side, which are the ones grown in the light. But they don't grow well. They are unhealthy and they do not look good. Look at the difference. So the plants grown in the dark grow quickly, they grow tall, they look promising to start with, but they are not healthy. And incidentally, the reason they grow so quickly in the dark is actually because they are seeking light. They're trying to find their way up to the light. And the reason that those seedlings look so pale and fragile is that they actually sacrifice their own health and strength in a bid to find the light. That's what's going on here. So having the light makes all the difference to the healthy growth of the plants. Is this the same for people? Well, think about it. In the winter months in this country, on the shortest day of the year, depending where you live in the UK, you can have as little as eight and a half hours of daylight. That's only a third of the day where you are actually, you've got any daylight at all. The rest of the day is in the dark. Now, I don't know about you, but I definitely feel way more miserable in the winter. I do not function well in the winter months. It's those sort of where you have to leave for work in the dark, you get home from work and it's dark. I just find it really, really hard. Some people get sad, and I don't mean sad, I mean SAD, seasonal affective disorder, which is a type of depression which is much worse in the winter months. And the prescription to make people with SAD better is to sit them in front of a light box for part of every day. And the light mimics sunlight. So that's the prescription to help people feel better is to give them light. So light is important for the healthy growth of plants, but it also keeps people healthy. And I, again, I don't know about you, but when the spring comes and there's the promise of more daylight, I absolutely love it. I love February half term. Again, being a teacher, it was all marked in terms where suddenly there's the promise of getting home in the light. And I definitely feel more energised, more hopeful, and I love the feel of sunlight on my face, actually at any time of the year. And I'm pretty sure that animals feel the same way. So is this just a coincidence that the fact that light produces healthy growth in plants and makes people and animals feel better, and the first thing God did was create light? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So light gives us life. It gives us health. It gives us well-being. And it does the same for all living things. So our second aspect of light today is clarity, because light gives clarity. Imagine being blind, not being able to see anything at all, but living in total darkness all of the time. Well, one day, Jesus, the light of the world, met a man who'd been born blind. Let's see what happened. 
As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been born blind. Teacher, whose sin caused him to be born blind? Was it his own or his parents' sin? His blindness has nothing to do with his sins or his parents' sins. He is blind so that God's power might be seen at work in him. As long as it is they, we must keep on doing the work of him who sent me. Night is coming. And no one can work. <laughs> While I am in the world, I am the light for the world. After he said this, Jesus spat on the ground and made some mud with the spittle. He rubbed the mud on the man's eyes. Go and wash your face in the pool of Siloam. This name means scent. his face and came back, seeing. His neighbors then, and the people who had seen him begging before this, asked, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? He's the one. No, he isn't. He just looks like him. I am the man. How is it that you can now see? The man called Jesus made some mud, rubbed it on my eyes, and told me to go to Siloam and wash my face. So I went, and as soon as I washed, I could see. Notice that before the man was healed, he struggled to find his way around. He was having to use a stick, he was having to feel his way. If any of you have ever driven in dense fog, you might know how that feels. It's a really scary, isn't it? Where you can't see the road and you have to go really much slower than usual. And actually, roads that you might be really familiar with on a normal day suddenly feel like you've never driven on them at all. And it's very stressful. I find it really stressful anyway. Or maybe you've experienced a, a game or a team building exercise where you've had to be blindfolded and continue to do some kind of activity. 
And it can be very disconcerting when you're told maybe just to even take one step forwards and you're not really sure if there's anything there or not. It's, and it can also sometimes be a bit scary, can't it? To be blindfolded and expected to, to do stuff. Similarly, for the blind man, things were not clear. They were foggy that he was, he was blind. But Jesus made it possible for the blind man to see and he was no longer in darkness because he now had clarity to see where he was going and to be able to enjoy life in a way that he hadn't enjoyed up until that point. He could see the world as it really looked and not just how he imagined it to be. His life was totally changed. He no longer had to walk in darkness, but he could walk in the light instead. Now, most of us are not physically blind like that man, but we can be spiritually blind, walking in spiritual darkness. But Jesus can open our spiritual eyes to see him clearly, his goodness, his love, his holiness, his beauty. And also when our spiritual eyes are opened, we have clarity to see the darkness in our own lives, dark areas of our lives that we often choose to walk. Dishonesty, jealousy, anger, unkindness, gossiping. The light of Jesus in our lives shows us behaviours and attitudes which need changing so that we can become more like him. It shines that light on us. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Light gives us clarity so we can see and know Jesus more and we can become more aware of areas in our lives where we need to change. Okay, your turn again to participate. So, thank you for sitting in kind of even sides today because we're going to put you in a couple of teams. You might have to move your chairs around a little bit for this or shuffle around. What I would like you to do, I've got two clipboards which say sources of light, and a pen on each, so nominate a scribe. I'm going to give you an undisclosed amount of time to write down as many sources of light as you can come up with in your teams, okay? Don't start yet, because I'm going to get you, you can, you know, move your chairs around. I'm going to pass, put the clipboard here somewhere in the middle. So figure yourselves out. It's going to need a little bit of jiggering around, I think. There we go. You are allowed to move your chairs, turn them around if you need to. Huddle, make whatever you want. Don't start yet. Don't start yet. I don't want to be anyone to be accused of cheating. So, sources of light. Okay, go. Three, two, one, zero. Can you please stop writing? You might want to shuffle your chairs back round again. Nominate a spokesperson. And how are we going to do this to see which team has the most? I'm going to ask this team to read out what they've got. That's fine. Um, I'm going to ask this team to read out what they've written. And if you get one on your team that's the same, if you can cross it off, does that make sense? And then we'll see if you've got any extras at the end. Okay. Who's your spokesperson? Is it you, Kieran? Fabulous, so you're working hard today. 
Okay, just one at a time, and then these guys can um, see if they've got the same one. The sky. The sky. Is the sky a source of light? This is where we're going to argue. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you there, Toby. I don't think the sky is a source of light. Okay, scrub that, scrub that one out. Go on then. What's next? Um, the sun. The sun. Yeah, yeah definitely. Good. Give yourself a tick. God. Yeah, well, you said he was he's the source of light. No, he's the light of the world. So That's not a light. source of, a li of light. Oh, that lot are so harsh that they're not even giving no. it to us. No. Jesus. Oh, okay. Well, you can go to Jesus then. If you've both put it, give yourselves a tick. Yeah, he is. I like it. All right, we'll get one tick for that. Yeah, that's fine. Logically correct. We'll get one tick. Because you've got so give a tick. Give a tick if you've got it the same as them. Okay. Yeah. Or whatever whatever system you use, Alex, you can figure it out. You're a uni student now. Um, go. Lamps. Lamps. Or something similar. Tick, tick, tick lamp, one. yeah. Jesus. Yeah, we've done. Yeah, we've done Jesus. Yeah. Nuclear fusion. Oh. Yeah, go. I don't know if that produces light or something else, but yeah. Um, an exploding bomb. Um, does a bomb produce? Is it a light source? Yeah. yeah. Okay, go for it. Go, give it a tick. Uh, a torch. A torch. <laughs> no. 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 Shh. Torch. Yes. Go. A candle. Yes. Candle. Matches. Light. Lighted. Matches. The flame on the match. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Because a match isn't a light source, is it, guys? It's key stage one science. Fire. <laughs> Fire, yes. Electricity. Mm, electricity doesn't is not a source of light, is it? No, I'm not going to give you electricity. Sorry. The stars. The stars, yep. The moon. The moon. Oh my goodness me! Right, the moon, guys. Key stage one science. Is the moon a source of light? No, it is not. It reflects the light of the sun. I oh, know. Sorry. Sorry, Kieran. <laughs> Yeah. Headlights. 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 Yeah. The electricity. Once he touched some wires or done something <laughs> silly, doing someone upstairs, and as he did, that flashed and that gave him terrible archive, and he couldn't see yet. Got hospital. So that light is that electricity. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. yeah. It's not a light. It's not a source of light, though, is it? Yeah, I'm ticking it. I'm anyway, what's yeah. the? He's ticking it anyway. Well, no one's listening to me anymore. Right, Kieran. Last one. I think you've got there. Headlights. Headlights. Yes. Okay. Count your ticks. What have we got over this side? Can I borrow the microphone? What have you got extra over this side? So. <laughs> yeah. We have specifically a light bulb. Yes. We have a Bible. Oh. No. Hold on, if you're giving Jesus. Yeah, but Jesus is the light of the world. And 
Oh, okay, you can have that one. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with Roger because he knows more than I do. Um, a lighthouse. Yes. A flashlight. Is that the same as a torch, but an American? Depends where you are. Um, oh, that kind of torch. Fair enough. Go for it. Yeah. A lighter. Yes. Uh, a phone screen. Yes. A TV screen. Yes. Um, Thinking laterally, I like it. Fluorescence. Fluorescence. Yeah, like, you know, fluorescent materials. They reflect, though, don't they? More, more than being a source of light. You mean like a high-vis jacket? That reflects. That's not a source of light. Okay. Um, we have... What do you? Living creatures, so it's the chemicals in them that give off. Oh, if you talk about living creatures, then fine, but not high-vis jackets. Deal. Um, what do you know about anything? <laughs> Lightning. Lightning, yes. And... I didn't know this was going to cause so many issues. Note to self, no quizzes next time. And Go. The last one is lasers. Lasers, right. How many ticks did you guys get? 13. We got... Including the ones with them. Yeah. Sixteen. Well, thank you for joining in, everyone. I declare this side to be the winners. Well done. And I'd just like to remind you at this point, it's just for fun. Just for fun, okay? Just for fun. Okay, so let's think about our final aspect of light now, now that we've had all that fun, because we can't be having too much fun, can we? Um, light gives... Oh. oh, hold on, not that one. Light gives safety and security. So many of the sources of light that you just mentioned, and there were lots of them, thank you, are designed to help us feel safe and secure in what would otherwise be darkness. Things like torches, lights, all that kind of stuff. Fluorescence maybe for sea creatures. <laughs> Imagine that you wake up in the middle of the night and it's pitch black and frightening. Would one of these be good news or bad news? Good. Thank you. Good news. It would be good news because it would mean that you could see things again and hopefully it would alleviate your fear of the dark. Imagine that you are walking through the woods and it starts to get too dark to see the path clearly. Would one of these be good news or bad news? Good. Thank you. You're getting the hang of it. It would be good news because it would mean that you could now see the path again, the right way to go. Imagine that you are the captain of a ship out at sea at night and you need to make sure to steer away from a rocky coastline. Would one of these be good news or bad news? Thank you. It would be good news because it would mean that you could avoid crashing into the rocks. So in many different situations, we know that light is good news because it makes it possible for us to see, to know where we're going and to avoid making mistakes and crashing into things. Where we live, and probably where lots of you live in, if you're in the countryside, it is pitch black at night. Absolutely like you can't see your hand in front of your face, pitch black. And we have on our landing a tiny little nightlight. It's one of these. 
and it's about that big, and it has been plugged into our landing almost constantly for 14 and a half years since we moved in. And it's based on NASA technology. I don't even know how it works. It's something to do with the, the panels they have on spacecraft. But it gives a tiny, tiny amount of light, but just enough to see where you're going from one end of the landing to the other and not fall down the stairs. That was its primary purpose in putting it there. It's there to keep people safe at night. In Exodus, back in the Old Testament, we read about how God kept the Israelites safe as they wandered around the desert for 40 years. In Exodus chapter 13, verses 21 and 22, by day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. I'm sure there must have been lots of hidden dangers for the Israelites in the wilderness. You know, think creepy crawlies, think dangerous animals, um, especially at night. So the light and the fire of God was really important to keep people safe and on the right path. Jesus didn't come to keep us safe from physical dangers, but to lead us on the path, safe path through life the path that avoids spiritual dangers. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Light gives us safety and security, like a bedside light or a torch or a lighthouse. Jesus can take away our fears. He can show us the right way to go and he can prevent us from travelling towards danger. So, Jesus brings us life, not just here on earth, but also eternal life with him in heaven. Jesus brings us clarity. He helps us to see what he is like, and also to know how we can live like him to make good choices. Jesus brings us safety and security. When we follow Jesus, we learn to trust him to keep us safe. Now, I've got a song, or a couple of minutes of a song that I'd like to play for you. I'm not going to say too much about this song. It's called Everlasting Light, and I'm just going to let it speak for itself. You're the horizon, the bright, the glimmer that breaks the constant night. You are the brilliance, the dream, the evidence of things unseen. Even the darkest days are
give us a chance to respond this morning. Jesus gives us life, he gives us clarity, he gives us safety and security. He is our everlasting light. So we're just going to finish our service this morning with just a time where we're going to have some music on in the background and if you want to respond to what you've heard this morning and you're feeling brave, just come to the front and we can pray for you. Maybe you've been a Christian a long time, but you feel that you've been walking in darkness a little bit lately. Maybe you don't know Jesus yet and you want to step into the light of his love this morning. So that's what we're going to do.